This is Aaron Ra of American Atheists, and you're listening to The Canadian Atheist. And when you're determined to reject something, you'll use any excuse that works. Okay. In each case, when a creationist is cornered on a pivotal point, they cannot make an honest concession because they don't care what the truth is. In one way or other, I have seen many times an admission to the effect that whether we believe it matters more than whether it is true. Their position, and I'm, I'm not kidding about this, their position is not about truth. It's about appearances. And it's not demonstrated by fact, but by a demonstration of conviction. And really, it's about make-believe. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. There's an emotional attachment to religious beliefs. That's why they uh, require apologists, people whose job it is to make up whatever excuse is necessary to rationalize or justify whatever they need in order to preserve a preferred belief. Uh, and even when that belief is obviously wrong, a religious apologist has a doctrinal obligation to defend the faith and make people believe. And that includes pulling the wool over your own eyes, too. You're supposed to reaffirm your faith using a cognitive bias and a logical fallacy of a circular argument routing back to an assumed conclusion. And why would anybody be so determined to preserve or promote a belief rather than investigating it to make sure that it's correct. I've often met people who say that they don't care what the facts are. They're going to believe what they want to believe. And if I try to tell them what the facts are, then they get angry, saying, why can't I believe what I want to believe? As if it was a matter of choice. And they tell me that I have that choice too, but I don't. Whatever I believe is a condition determined by my knowledge of the facts and will obligately change along with my understanding of the information. I have no choice in the matter, and if I did, I wouldn't believe as I do. I wouldn't believe as they do either, because if I have to believe in a fantasy world, I can imagine much better ones than they have. <laughs> Welcome to The Canadian Atheist, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. Now, if this podcast carries the explicit tag and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor, so if you get offended, you might want to switch off. The CA records each week live from Apostasy Studios. Why not join in the discussion? Find us on Facebook, email us at theca at rogers.com, or follow us on the old Twitter machine at the underscore CA underscore podcast. If we're amused or tweaked by your stuff, we just might even use it on the show. And now, here are Michael and Dean. All right, here we go. Welcome to CA. Today is Sunday, January 12th, 2020. That's right, 2020. We're finally here. Sadly, it's just Michael. Uh, Dean, uh, I wasn't able to uh, get Dean over here for this, but uh, but I found someone uh, else to keep me grounded. So uh, joining uh, me, uh, us, the Canadian Atheist today, is a gentleman named uh, James. James has become famous in the world of the YouTubes. Um, you, if you're, unless you're living under a rock, you've heard of this little channel he's got called Modern Day Debate, and uh, he is uh, he is taking the debate scene on YouTube by storm. So, James, welcome to the Canadian Atheist. I am thrilled to be here. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah. So, um, okay. So there's a whole bunch to talk about. If I would have been more prepared, then uh, I would have had you uh, chime in and do some of the news. But, uh, but oh, everybody, James is a Christian, so uh, we are going to keep this episode clean so that uh, James can share it around if he wants to with uh, some of his friends who may 
have uh, delicate ears. But based on what I, based on uh, what you, what I'm sure you've seen and what I've seen on uh, modern day debate, um, the uh, the average uh, or the odd bomb does get thrown in there, so uh, shouldn't be too much of a problem. But I'm going to stay clean because I've got a potty mouth. So, uh, James, modern day debate, um, it has just exploded. I in in preparation for our talk, I went back and I was looking, and you know, you can click on the tab that says videos. You've got a lot of videos. And when I was looking into the channel, it says you've been doing this since 2016. How many videos do you have up? I think we have about 200. And, uh, but it's, I would say there's no gap. 2016, I started the channel and it was more about just anything that came to mind that was, I thought, interesting. And then after a while, though, I, started, I was like, you know what? I think I'd really enjoy a debate channel. And so we changed from modern day hysteria to modern day debate. And it's honestly been a total blast getting to do it. It's been extremely fun. Right. And I mean, you've got, you've, you've had some powerhouse guests as well. So some of the regulars. So after you, uh, after you're finished uh, listening to this episode, you're going to go to YouTube, you're going to go to modern day debate. You're going to hit the little subscribe button. And then if you're feeling super generous, since I never, ever, ever ask you for any money. And in fact, I tell you, I don't want any money because I do this for the activism. Uh, toss James uh, some love. And you can do that uh, in, in his videos via super chat. And uh, th that would be awesome. Or do, do you have a Patreon? We do have a Patreon okay. and uh, it's pretty like kind of bare bones. I, I'm like learning how Patreon works. But the biggest thing is just, you know, come hang out with us. If it's intrinsically enjoyable, which is why I do it, is that's for me like why I do it. And it's what makes it a fulfilling, you know, fun thing to do. So it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about how it's it's been well received. I'm not exactly sure why, but it's been so fun. Uh, my hope is that that's why, you know, it's seeming to have caught on is hopefully other people have thought it was fun too. How many subscribers are you sitting around now? I think it's like 9,500. So that's awesome. It's, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. The more the merrier it's always, you know, it makes it like a fun kind of like party and it's neat to just kind of see different perspectives in there all the time. So it's really great. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So going back to what I was saying before. So after you guys, um, uh, like, and subscribed all, uh, James videos, you can see regulars like, uh, Tom jump and you can see Skylar fiction and Kent Hovind, who all of, you know, uh, we had on the podcast, uh, a year and a half or so ago now he's oh. dying. To, he's dying to come back on to talk about evolution. When he came on the first time we talked about just God and you, you, you know, Kent, he's all about the evolution, right? He's all about the mm. evolution. So we got to have him back on. And, and Rhonda is amazing. She helped to, to coordinate the, the first interview, and that was great. Mm. Um, inspiring philosophy, Steve McRae, Aaron Ra, and not to be left out, G-Man. You've That's even right. gone with the G-Man. How has yes. he, he can be? He can be a firecracker. What's it like working? I mean, I, I, I was on his YouTube channel last year sometime, and we, oh man, it was a marathon. We went about three hours and, but you know I mean? So, but on the, so, but I was on his channel, right? So when he's on your channel, like working with G-Man, what's that like? It is. He definitely keeps me on my toes. Uh, like everyone, I think that it's, it's fun. Sometimes he comes in and he's actually like very, he's surprisingly calm and, and collected. And he seems like he's like kind of read and thought, you know, he's, he had a debate with a black Hebrew Israelite uh, recently and 
they had a pleasant conversation and, and a lot of the people in the crowd, even whether they be atheist or, or Christian, they were like, you were like, G man looks pretty good in this debate. And so, um, you know, sometimes he comes in very, you could say like strategic and, you know, he's a technician and then sometimes it is a, a wild, <laughs> sometimes the passion comes out and it overflows like a tidal wave into uh, the discussion. So I think that's very generous of you. Um, so, it, and, uh, so for, uh, for everybody who's, who's wondering about what kind of topics, uh, James covers on, on modern day debate, he's got everything from is Christianity hateful, um, evolution versus creationism, flat earth kind of taken over from where non sec, uh, left off. Um, and, uh, the alleged resurrection of uh, Jesus. These are all topics that, uh, that you can see. And, and it, it's one of those funny things. Like whenever I, I do my best to turn, to tune in live, but I have a crazy schedule and I work, uh, silly early sometimes. So I can't always stay up. Uh, so I'll, I'll download it cause I'm one of those silly fools that pays for YouTube premium. So I download, uh, the, the, uh, the debate and then I watch it, uh, later or like watch in my car or something like that. Um, and you never know what to expect because from one day, like it'll be Jesus mythicism the next day, flat earth the day after that. And it, and, and then just something totally different than, uh, than the next day. And the, the scope of, uh, of guests and topics is really, really interesting and intriguing. So again, when you guys go in and check this out, I don't think, I don't think you'll be let down in any way, shape or form. Um, Thank you. James, let's talk about you you for a little bit. Um, first of all, I have to ask you, how do you pronounce your last name? Coons. It's an Coons. old German name, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I, you know, it doesn't look like that. And so I was, I'm like, do I introduce him with his full name? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, and it's funny because, like, my name is spelled completely differently than any any other Michael Stewart you'll ever find out because my last name is E-A-L instead of A-E-L, and the Stewart oh. is S-T-U-A instead of E-W. So... I've actually had uh, government officials, like Canadian government, like the last time I had to get my passport renewed. Uh, I go in there, fill up the paperwork, and they call me back up to the desk and they say, you spelled your name wrong. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, I know how to spell my name. And they, they cock their head like, well, this is weird. So I didn't want to take a guess. Uh, I didn't want to take a guess on, on your name. So we, we, <laughs> we spoke a little bit before, and you're in, uh, you're in the beautiful state of uh, Colorado. How, how, how dense is the marijuana cloud where you are? Oh, yeah, I, I do smell it, you know, sometimes commuting to school on, on my bicycle. I sometimes will smell it or, or even on students, you know, walking by me uh, on campus. So it is it's fairly common, but... I think it's like, you know, I don't know the rule exactly. I think it's that you're not supposed to do it in public um, unless it's like maybe if you have like a, a public, you know, restaurant or something that is like catered to it. I think they, they might have those. I don't know. But okay. I, otherwise, like, you know, you can't actually walk down the street smoking a joint, I, I think. But it's uh, you can still smell it on people. Yeah, you can do that now legally in Canada. You can, oh. just, you can just walk down the street with uh, smoking marijuana. Wow, and, and it's and it's interesting because I, like I utilize marijuana now that it's legalized in Canada, I use it as much now as I did before it was legalized, which is to say, not at all. It's not my thing. I've never been a fan. I've never even tried it. Uh, but it just doesn't do it. Like inhaling hot smoke into my lungs, just I don't know. There's something that doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Um, 
but there are lots of people that are like really into it. And they, you know, there's, there's lots yeah. of medical research to talk about, you know, relief of anxiety and all these other things. And I don't know, mm. I'm not a doctor, but I, it, it doesn't affect me. The only thing that I get concerned about is I think you're, I think anyone would be fooling themselves if they think it doesn't impair you. Mm. Um, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, like, do you think that there should be tests for, you know, doing pot and driving? Oh yeah, that's a great question. I think that I don't know if there are. I would think that there. I mean, this is like I'm not an expert on it, but I I do like I know in the the lectures I teach that when we do go over like drug like the effects of drugs on consciousness, that marijuana does seem to influence decision making, which would be really relevant in a car because yeah. if you're trying to decide like ought I go or should I wait for this car to go by, like that's a potentially, you don't want that to be influenced in a a way that would make it, you could say like less accurate. Uh, And so that is, does seem like a good reason to say like, Ooh, you know, like uh, enjoy it at home, but be careful just just like with alcohol, be careful if you're going to get behind the wheel. Hmm. And so that's something that, I mean, only because it's going to potentially could potentially affect others. And that's something again, that like even college textbooks though, do have their errors. And so I, I, like I said, I, I say that not as an expert, but just on like what I've, you know, what I teach to students from the text. So, okay. So you teach, but you're also a, you, you are also currently studying as well. Yeah. So I'm working my doctorate. And then okay. in addition uh, to the coursework and research, I'm also working on as an instructor for the university. So I teach a couple of classes and yeah, so I'm working on this semester is supposed to be more calm because last semester I think I was juggling too many balls, but I'm going to survive. We'll make it. Great. Hopefully Steven Steen doesn't hear this and hear you say juggling balls. Yes, Um, that's true. Nasty guy. Um, Okay. So uh, what are, what are you getting your PhD in? It's in industrial organizational psychology. So kind of like you could say like work psychology. So kind of like how do you motivate employees or or yourself uh, setting goals? Like what are the right ways to set goals uh, relevant to an organization? All that good stuff. Okay. So like the difference between, and this is probably super elementary, but like short, medium, long-term goals, you know, like, and you know, the specificity of the goal, things like that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I love it. I, I just feel like it's so, my hope is that, you know, I love modern day debate, but one thing that I might do in the future is some sort of YouTube channel that tries to disperse a lot of the kind of like work psychology that I learn onto YouTube because it's okay. usually like to get an IO or industrial organizational psychologist to be a, to, if you go to them like for consultation, it'll usually cost a good, you know, dollar. So like larger organizations usually benefit it more, benefit from it more. And so my hope is to kind of bring it to the grassroots level for everybody. So, so you would be more, is it fair to say you'd be more likely brought in on a consulting basis rather than a, than a permanent staff? Oh, you, you can, but I, I think it's true though. You're right. That external consulting I think is much more common in which, you know, you might work for like Deloitte and then that organization would send you out to organizations that need you. But then there's like Amazon will bring, bring people, you know, if you have a big enough corporation, like 
they can bring people on full time that are just internal consultants for their own organization. Sure. That's super cool. So, okay. So then, uh, yeah. And I know that there's things that, uh, that other people have used, like there's, what's that website called? Udemy, um, that you can Mm. actually go, like, I think if I'm not mistaken, people like, uh, Richard Carrier, who, because of his, you know, admittedly somewhat quote unquote fringe views, um, hasn't been taking on, like, hasn't been able to get a professorship at, you know, at any university. I, I think he's still not uh, teaching full time. And so what he mm-hmm. does is he uses these other websites where he, he basically goes out and recruits students and says, hey, I'll teach you online kind of oh. thing. Um, so there you go. Maybe I just opened a new, a new uh, frontier for you. Yeah, I have to write that down. <laughs> Did you say UDV? Yeah, it's, it's U-D-E, so U-D-E-M-Y, if I am not mistaken. Nice. Really yeah. love it. That's a neat idea. Uh, okay. So, okay, so now I um, want to delve into this a little bit. And, and for everyone who hasn't yet gone to check out Modern Day Debate, here's what you can, here's some of the things you can expect to see. First of all, you'll have a host who's a, who's a Christian, but who is, I am convinced, perhaps the most fair and level-headed moderator on YouTube I've ever seen. Hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, I can't tell you, any of you listening, how many times I've, I've watched and heard James interrupt the, the, the person, you know, like who he would or at least who some people might think he would be on the same side as, so another believer, interrupt the believer to ensure that the person on the opposite side of the fence finishes their point or gets their point across or has equal time. And it was, at first I was like, whoa. And then to be perfectly honest, at first I was like, well, this isn't going to last, right? Like obviously the biases are going to start coming out and you know, this is going to turn into a train wreck and nobody's going to want to go on there. At least nobody from the non-believer side is going to want to go on there anymore. Um, but it, it, it never came. And so much so that, um, uh, James and I have been talking about the possibility of me going on modern day debate and f- schedules and people and stuff just hasn't worked out yet, but here's crossing fingers for something, uh, in the not too distant future. Um, and I wouldn't waste my time going. And, and that's one of the reasons why, like, for example, when Ken Hoven came on, he wanted me to go onto his channel. I'm like, nope, because I've seen too many uh, and, and I know it happens on the other side too, so I'm not trying to make it sound like all, you know, all Christians are horrible and all atheists are, are fair, but I've seen it more times mm. with the believer mute an individual, like mute the person on the opposite side to allow them to filibuster or get a point across. And I think actually today on the video I watched today with you and Shannon, uh, you, Shannon Q and, um... The name's going to uh, escape me now. Duncan Atheism, formerly known as Darth Dawkins. Right. Um, where you actually, it's, a, it's the first time, I think you actually said during, it's the first time you've ever muted both parties um, because of the, the, the passion that was involved in that discussion. That was a really good discussion. So maybe that's the first one you guys go check out today after you're, you're done listening to, uh, after you're done listening to this. Um, so James is, uh, is a, is a Christian. And like I said uh, before, we, we chatted a little bit beforehand. Was it James? What was that? A month ago? Something like yeah, that. Something I think like that. so. And we, we chatted a little bit about, you know, like, you know, raised Christian, this, that, and the other thing. Do you want to just kind of take a few minutes and, and, uh, cause I, I know that a lot of people are going to be wondering, cause you know, it's to say you're a Christian is like saying I drive a car or I live in an apartment. 
right? Um, so if you can just kind of uh, parse out um, what Christianity is to you and what kind of Christian you are. Yeah, happy to. And thanks so much, by the way, for your kind words. That's honestly really encouraging. That really does have a, a huge influence and impact on me. It means a lot. It's I've loved the channel and, and my hope is that everybody feels like they're treated fairly. And so that that's super encouraging to hear that. And it's definitely uh, so as a Christian, I guess you could say when I was young, I was a theist of some type, more of like kind of like a maybe even a deist, I thought that maybe God kind of manifested in different like stripes. But then I eventually, when I was about 20, I was like, well, you know, I don't know if that, you know, I, basically long story short, I, I be, became a Christian. I have uh, found, you know, uh, and that basically the, the thing that really made me a Christian in actuality. And I like, I'm not going to like, hide it. You know, I mean, maybe there are people out there that they're like, oh, I became a Christian because of apologetics. Like it was originally, it was the gospel call of, you know, believing I was a sinner that needed a savior. There's something that just resonated on a deep personal experience level. And I almost lost my faith uh, because it was like, well, I, I do believe this. I want to believe it, but I don't know if I can. And cause I had heard these tough questions. Sure. And so apologetics, I do think um, the same way it's like, you know, every worldview, I think, has tough questions to answer. And apologetics, you know, I would never claim that there's been like this, like, great answer for, you know, making, smoothing out and like making the Trinity simple. Like, I think the Trinity is a really difficult uh, idea. I, like, it's, I think it's one of the more challenging parts within Christianity. I think there are other challenges that I would be like, yeah, like there's, I don't know the answer. Like I, but I, I do think that there are a lot of things though that are like, Oh, it's like, that's like, a, you know, there are reasonable answers. Uh, and that's like for a lot of worldviews, it's just that they're misunderstood no matter what the worldview. So I, you know, I got to do apologetics, really enjoyed it and still would be like a, you could say a conservative theology type. Like I would say, that I think Christianity is the only true religion. I, I don't think that it's possible that contradictory religions could be all true. Sure. And that like Jesus, like I, you could say conservative theology in the sense of saying like Jesus is God. I, I think that there are some denominations today that don't take that view. And I would, like, I would say like, well, I, I definitely take that view. And that one I think is like a central component of Christianity and the gospel, like, the idea that we need a savior and that a hundred percent of our sin is paid for by Christ. Like, so I think that makes me theologically conservative. Um, I don't know though. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's, I haven't really done a survey with all Christians, but I think a lot of them maybe wouldn't all, a lot of them wouldn't agree with that. So yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of where I am. I, I do, you know, I, I hope people feel loved at modern day debate. It's a, it's a tough, you know, it's sometimes it's a hard to, line to walk in terms of like... It must be. Like, it must be. I mean, because there are just times when, you know, when you've got somebody on there, like uh, like Aaron, who, you know, who I love. He's, he is unbelievably, he is, I think it might be fair to say that he has picked up the torch that was unfortunately dropped by Christopher Hitchens in his death. Um in, in that he has this unbelievable degree of passion and he takes absolutely zero crap. 
<laughs> absolutely zero. And yet he will stand there and say, like, you know, this is not true. And for you sitting on the other end to be able to maintain um, your uh, rudder, uh, for lack of a better term, of, of fairness is beyond admirable. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I could do the same thing. That's nice of you. I don't, I, I hope that it, um, that I do it well. I don't know. I, you know, despite sometimes where I'm sure I'm, you know, imperfect at it, it's, it's enjoyable. Um, I feel like it's, I used to debate myself and I, I do still enjoy it, but I feel like this is maybe just the, I'm well suited to moderate. I, the feedback is always encouraging. And so it makes me think, well, Hey, you know, I, I definitely enjoy it. And if people, think it's a good match, then I'm thrilled to keep doing it because I just really enjoy meeting people and the diversity of perspectives. And and that's also, I think, being an, a doctoral student, some ideas, some debates are considered taboo in academia. And you, sure. you know, you, you maybe could have the debate, but I don't know if it would really go without consequence. You know, I, I just... Uh, and, you know, some of them are so, some of the ideas are so wild, like flat earth. That's one that I'm like, dear gosh, I would never host that. <laughs> uh, to host that on campus, I don't know if my advisor would be excited about <laughs> hosting a flat earth debate on campus. Right, right. No, that well, that, that makes sense. But it, so are, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like you said that you think that all topics should be open for debate, regardless of their how favorably they may be looked upon. Yeah, I think, you know, there are some that I'm not sure about. Okay. Can you I give me an example general, of that? I mean, but I'm pretty open. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, like flat earth, like sometimes people are like, oh man, why do you bring, why do you even have these topics or right. creationism? Sometimes I, some people have said like, James, why do you even like let it seem as if there's a debate to be had about creation evolution? Sure. And I'm like, well, you know, like even, you know, like, uh, I'm kind of thinking like very few people think that, for example, Ken Ham won against Bill Nye. I think most people, like even most Christians are like, yeah, I don't think Ken Ham did very well. And so I'm kind yeah. of like, I, I don't know, I guess maybe that the people have concern that maybe, uh, you know, you might have a clever creationist who's very charming and they win by other means other than the arguments. And, you know, I, I can understand where like, those are two different things, right? Cause I mean, um, you can win by arguments, you can win by charm in some ways. Yeah. And so maybe that they're just worried like, Oh, but you know, if they win by charm though, don't you feel James that you're being irresponsible platforming these flat earthers or creationists? Um, and that's like, I, I kind of see that perspective. I, I generally don't know if that happens as often. I don't know if it, you know, like a cost benefit analysis, when you look at all of the debates, I, I'm, I don't know if, more harm than good comes out. And one, there are some topics though, where I'm like, Ooh, I am wondering if it would be good is like yeah. anti-vax. Yeah. That, yeah. It's interesting. Like uh, for example, in, in Canada, it is actually, it's in the criminal code of Canada. It is against the law to deny the Holocaust. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it happened. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, you know, and because of the harm that even denying it co can cause, like in have, have real world impact, it, it is a chargeable offense under our mm. criminal code. So like, that would be something else like things that are, or things that are obviously, um, 
in, in like entangled in hate speech or, or things like that. Uh, you know, like, you know, are black people better than white people or vice versa? Those mm. would be things that I'd be like, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> right. 10 foot pole, please. I'm not going near that one. Right. I definitely share that there. Like it's, uh, so I, I use it pretty loosely when I say that, you know, I think everything should be open to discuss. Those are things that I'm not sure. Um, right. So there's a caveat, the reason- there's a caveat there at least. Yeah, definitely. Like I have deep sympathy where I myself, there's a reason we haven't hosted some of these like super controversial debates, not just because of, you know, that YouTube might just give us, you know, kick us off, but my own conscience is there kind of like, kind of trying to sift through whether or not the effects of this, the good could outweigh the bad or vice versa. Right. So I definitely crosses my mind. Do you get grief from, from other Christians? Do, Do they message you and say, Hey man, what are you doing? Not usually. I, I would say usually I don't get too much grief for topics. That's like, because um, like I said, I mean, like our topics aren't too controversial yet, but it does happen sometimes. Okay. And it's usually maybe about the debaters. So they might say, you know, if you're going to have flat earth debates, fine, but don't have this Wotan on. Sure. And uh, they'll say, he's just, you know, he's always trying to change the subject. or And that's a, a tough thing too, because on the channel, I've always kind of, I'll step in if it looks like there's a debater who just isn't quite ready to. So there's like, you know, if, I think a good debater, they're, they're, at, they're operating on different levels throughout the debate. One, they have this, you could say, the relevant subject matter. They've got that, you know, they've studied it and they're talking about it, you know, so if they're debating the, you know, like let's say the, the argument for the resurrection, they're saying like, let's look at this minimal facts argument and whether or not sure. it's sound or, or uh strong and at the same time though they have this like they're operating on different levels in the sense that they also have an awareness of where the debate's going they know where the discussion's going and so if the other person is dragging the conversation into something that's not relevant they're able to say well hold on a second i see why that's important that's an interesting point but before we go to that can we stick with the topic of this debate and some people really struggle uh, they just don't have that awareness yet. And so they can kind of like be lured and enticed into it. And that's something that I usually, at least a little bit, I kind of let it go because I hope the debater is good enough to like say, hold on a second. And, but, you know, eventually I'll usually say like, okay, hold on a second. You know, we, we might have to bring this back. And I've heard you a few times saying, you know, I'm going to let this go a little bit because I think I know where he's going. You know, and, and, and that's, and that's perfectly fine, you know, like, but if he, if he keeps going off on a tangent, then f- from everything that I've seen, you're really good at corralling and say, okay, you know, we're, you know, I've heard, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, oh, you know, we're ha- happy to have you back for another debate on that topic. Let's get back to this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. It's funny when, um, probably two years ago, we've been doing the podcast now for a little over three years and, um, Oh, I didn't say what episode it was. This is episode 98, everybody. <laughs> um, oh. Anyway, uh, about two years ago, we had Blake Genta on. Are you familiar with Blake? Mm. You bet, yeah. Yeah, so Blake came on, and he was talking about, you know, his whole belief map uh, website and all that other stuff. And during the conversation that we had, he referenced, he that was the fir- my first exposure to the minimal facts argument. I had not heard it before. Mm. And he referenced, of course, Gary Habermas. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, I'd be curious to look more into this. So he sent me a link, Blake sent me a link where I could find 
all basically he, he has this whole, he had this whole video series where he was teaching. Ooh. It was like 27 videos Ooh. on, on the minimal facts argument. Each one was about 90 minutes long. Whoa. I watched every single one of them from beginning wow. to end. And then when I got back in touch with Blake, I'm like, I'm ready to go around too. I've watched all those videos. And he's like, I've never even watched all those videos. Uh, let me get back to you. And then we, we, we jostled back and forth about a, about a debate topic. And he wanted me to concede something to start the conversation that I wasn't ready to concede. And the conversation kind of fell apart after that and didn't happen. But, but I totally get where you're coming from where it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to talk about this thing, well, you had better have read up a little bit on this thing. Right. And it can't just be the Bible. You know, it's got to be supporting things and all that, you know, or it can't just be uh, the skeptics annotated Bible right on the other side of the spectrum. It's, it's got to be a mixture uh, of mm-hmm. all those things. And from everything that I've seen from all the videos, and I, like I said to you before, I don't think I've missed any. Uh, I, well, with, no, there was a flat earth one that I skipped because I said this is just not interesting to me. Um, but uh, but yeah, so but again, everybody. Everybody, and I look at the numbers. I see you guys download this thing. You're going to go to Modern Day Debate on YouTube, and you're going to subscribe, and you're not going to be sorry. If you're sorry, I'll give you your money back. Oh, wait, you don't give me any. Um, never mind. Um, okay, so let's talk about what you do when you're not doing a dozen videos a week. Um, what do you like to do when you're not either teaching, getting your doctorate, or on YouTube? Yeah, I, there's not much left anymore. I love, let's see. So I do like to work out. I, you know, it's like, I do like that kind of like stimulation. I think it's part of my, I'm usually a little more extroverted. So it's like the uh, kind of like a stimulating environment like that. I, uh, you know, I do have friends that I get to hang out with here and there, but I, I am working on bringing more balance into my life because it is true that the, the doctorate alone is usually like a temporary, voluntary, allowing your life to be out of balance. And I, you know, I usually don't like that too much because I do want to have like those, that community and those social connections that, you know, you kind of like have those heart to heart talks or things like that. Sure, yeah. um, just, you know, connections with people. And so I'm working on bringing that back. I, I do have like good friends from church, like a church group that we, we hang out with usually weekly. And, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been pretty busy so that it's, I, uh, other than working out, that's like the uh, only thing besides school and YouTube and a little hanging out with friends. Right. I do like movies. I oh, definitely okay. like sci-fi. I do like, and this is usually something like if I'm trying to unwind before bed, I'm probably watching a sci-fi, like it could be satire comedy, like Shaun of the Dead. I just watched that the other night. That's, I love that movie. And that then good. it could also be, you know, like Marvel, like all that, all the Marvel movies are fun. You put together some great uh, little thumbnails. So I, I see a heavy Star Wars influence a lot. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, you know, oftentimes we, you know, like with the, you know, laser beams coming out of people's eyes and so, which always makes me think of Austin Powers, you know, a, a shark with freaking laser beams on top of his head. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's another thing. When you go to the, uh, when you go to James's YouTube channel, you'll, it'll, at first it will look like either he's mocking people or that he is the biggest nerd that has ever lived and that he cartoons everything. 
Um, but, uh, but, but it's, but it's good. It's better than just a, you know, a pit, like it's better than the thumbnail that's going to be for this podcast, which is going to be the CA's logo on one side and modern day debates on the other. It's going to be, uh, yeah, they're all way better than that. So, okay. But the, the, one of the other things that I wanted to, to get to is you've got, you've got kind of a big deal in the works. You've got some live stuff coming up. We are stoked. I am got to talk, talk about that. I want everybody. I want everybody to hear this. We are very excited that Matt Dillahunty and Mike Jones from Inspiring Philosophy, they have agreed to debate on whether or not there are good reasons to believe in God. So I'm. That's in one week. It's going to be in person. So we are live streaming it from Austin, Texas, in the Atheist Experience Studio. That's we awesome. are actually. Uh, they were so kind because it was so last minute. We had trouble finding a venue. Long story short, they were gracious enough to let me rent from them. So we basically will, uh, and they give us a great rate. It was just so nice because it's like, so it's it's tr- great working together with them. The Super Chats will be going to a charity. That's something we try to do once a month or so is like Super Chats going to in, in full to a charity like child burn victims or to help cure or treat leukemia. Um, that's something that I also really am passionate about is kind of that kind of that common ground that yeah. all of us have. Yeah. And now, and now tell things. people, tell people who, who are thinking to themselves right now, cause I'm sure there'll be a few people who are a little bit, you know, uh, uh, skeptical. Tell people what you say about the receipt that you get for the donations. Yeah. So we will email it to anybody we usually post it on – usually the like common practice is we send it to the debaters afterhand. Um, and then we also – I put it on Twitter. I feel like – I always feel like it's a little bit like uh, – I, I always say like thank you because it is actually – like it's the audience that's donating. Right. Um, and so like – but I still feel a little bit like – I don't know. I don't want to seem like I'm like trying to look at like, hey, look at like what we're doing with like, you know, like getting on the moral high horse or something. So I will email it to – anybody if it's the first time that they're ever at the channel and they're like hey can i see the receipt just because i like you know want to know that you really are giving it to these charities i'm like absolutely like that's a promise that we want to have like full transparency about that and so as well as accountability and so we want to say like hey we will send it to anybody and like no questions asked so that you can compare like if you want to add up the super chat amount from the debate and see that it matches the donation amount Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and it's funny because that's something that like if I were able, ever t- able to go on to, well, I can say any other apologists channel they're just based on history. I can say that I would and even if somebody said, oh, you know, we're doing a charity for such and such, I would not feel comfortable uh, donating to anything that was you know, God slant in any way, shape or form. Cause it goes against everything in my, everything in my, my, the fiber of my being. But mm-hmm. I remember the first time you said that, I can't remember what it was for. It might've been for the, it might've been for the burn victims. I, I don't remember exactly, but, uh, anyway, for everybody, everybody else, um, uh, there was a, there was a debate going on and I tuned in a little bit late for it. So I didn't miss the the first announcement that James made. But then later, like at po- some point he said, you know, and hey, for everybody, you know, if you want to start getting your questions ready for, you know, your things ready for Q&A, anybody that does super chats, you know, or tag modern day debate, whatever, um, and just let you know, 100% of the super chats are going to this thing. And then, and then he 
reiterated that, you know, he said, well, I'll send the receipt to, to anybody because that's that instant degree of, well, it's like somebody has a question and they're like, well, I'm not sure about that. And you instantaneously just wipe the question out of, out of the mind. You're like, well, if he's going to send me the receipt, well, duh. Unless he has some elaborate forgery equipment and he has the capacity to, to forge receipts, which he could probably get in trouble with in the IRS uh, if, if, you oh, wanted yeah. to, if you wanted to report him. But uh, it, it, unless, unless he's going to do that, which, of course, is, is just made up. Um, but there's that, there's that degree of accountability. And, and again, what you said is 1,000% right. These are things that at our core – Regardless of where we're coming, regardless of where our, our worldview comes from, we can all agree that helping people who have, you know, who, who have a, <laughs> at every second I'm, I'm censoring myself. Um, if, you can, if you can see that, like, the good is helping people who just got a lesser hand dealt to them is a good that everyone can agree on regardless of whether you think the good is coming from what the Bible says or what, you know, the flying spaghetti monster says. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely, it is something that I enjoy that, you know, there are, and there are plenty of causes too that where everybody will, you know, agree. And so, yeah, it's also, we understand that there's also, I mean, the, the funny thing is even then, you know, the concern is like, well, is the charity itself doing what they claim to do with the money? And so we do use a charity watchdog. Sure. We use Charity Navigator, which is a basically an organization that basically does inspections of these charities and yep. says, how yep. transparent are they with the money? And the money that we are able to see, like what they do show us with their records, are they doing what they promise they'll do? And so for us, that's really important because to me, I mean, like, yeah, it's it would be absolutely frustrating to give to a charity that like gives three, actually yeah gives three percent and keeps the rest, right? Yeah. Exactly, and so yeah. that's something too that. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a true joy. I mean, for me, that's just a uh, gives the channel so much more meaning and, and kind of working together that way. And yeah, the other thing uh, is that so with that, um, we're excited that Matt and inspiring philosophy Matt Delahunty is that that debate, 100% of the Super Chats will be going to Be The Match Bone Marrow Donor Registry. Oh, that's And huge. so basically that's they're, uh, which helps people with leukemia. Yep. And we are stoked for that. It'll be kind of dual interactive. So the Super Chats that people give, those will be, like we'll be reading those questions off during the Q&A. And we'll also be taking turns though, kind of to honor the in-person audience as well, is we'll take questions from them and say, you know, thanks for your question and, you know, and so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's really, it's, we also have Nathan Thompson, the, uh, they say he's like kind of one of the kings, the prince of flat earth ism. Right. Uh, he's going to be debating team skeptic. That'll be really fun. And then RN Ra will be closing it out with Dr. McLeroy. So that's going to be a, another great debate. Yeah. So I am stoked. It's going to be a lot of fun. And how are people, how are people able to see that? That'll be live streamed at Modern Day Debate. So all the debates, debate. okay. even though they're in person in, in Austin and Dallas, Texas, they will be live streamed. So you, like people who are watching in the live audience will be seeing it like as it happens. Cool. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a blast. I'm excited. That's awesome. And it, it, just to go back to what you were saying the, with the whole transparency thing, it's something I want to touch on quickly. My wife uh, has been in high level fundraising for 19 years like very high level, like dealing with people who 
dealing with people who gift seven and eight figure digits to, to organizations. Um, and that, that transparency, like they have to put out a yearly report. That's like a textbook. It's hundreds of pages thick on here's everything we did with all the money you gave us. (laughs) And so the, the, that degree of transparency, you can't fake that, right? Because, Mm. because that, the, the same document, like I think in the U S it's 501 C something. Um, and then I'm not sure what the Canadian equivalent is, but whatever the, whatever the tax exempt status is in Canada, the organization, mm-hmm. the two organizations she's worked for over the past 19 years, they have to put, produce these, this, these mountainous reports on here's everything we did with the money and you can't fake that stuff. So the fact right. that, so the fact that you are using this watchdog is an, is another level because you, I mean, you could be going around and, and saying, well, you know, we're, we're going to siphon into a children's, ch- you know, into a Christian charity that wants to get prayer back in schools, you know, s- quote unquote secretly. Um, so the fact that you're prepared to take that extra level is another reason why, oh, when is this, when is this whole uh, little shindig you've got going on happening? It's going to be in one week. So it'll in be starting Friday, the 17th, January okay. 17th. So what is that? Six, six days uh, away. Five five days away. So yeah. yeah, six days away. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. I'm really excited. Yeah. So that's good. So everybody can go there. They can, they can watch it, uh, live as it happens. They can give to a great cause, uh, and they can watch three. I mean, you have got like, Matt was on, Matt was on the CA maybe three or four months ago. Um, and, uh, he's, he's not an easy guy to get time with. Mm. Uh, like it, it was about a, like when I, fir- I first met Matt at, um, imagine no religion, religion seven in Toronto, which is like, you know, a big, basically what you'd imagine a big atheist convention, uh, with, you know, Richard Dawkins, Lawrence Krauss, Matt Delonte, oh. Seth Andrews, all these other guys. And I, that was the first time I met Matt and that was three years ago. And I was like, Hey, love to have you on the podcast one day. And that's how long it took. You know, between now we had, you know, everybody had schedules and things happening in between, but I mean, it's, you know, kudos to you for, you know, for getting an absolutely out of the park lineup for, uh, for such an amazing event. It's going to be spectacular. Can't wait. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. So, uh, what, uh, okay. Other than that, which is super crazy, huge, big deal. What, uh, what, what other guests have you got upcoming? What are some other events that people can get excited about other than we are, obviously, you know, the super excitement they're going to have for next week? Oh yeah. I mean, we are stoked that this is just the other day we confirmed it and we, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Cause a year ago I would have been like, whoa, no way could that ever happen. And we are, but we're stoked that, so Vosh, who is a more socialist-leaning uh, YouTuber and very popular. I mean, uh, and he's a really likable guy. His popularity makes sense because when you get to, you know, talk with Vosh or, you know, like just see him online, he's a very authentic, you know, you, you can tell it's really him and it just shines through. And so he will be debating Sargon of Akkad. That will be on immigration capitalism, socialism, and transgenderism. So that's going to be a, who it's going to be that's, a controversial one. It's going to that's be, gonna be, that's going to be, that's going to be a nail biter. Yes. I'm that one. I'd be like, I don't know if I feel more pressure with, like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, gosh, it's going to be huge pressure. Cause the last one they had, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, you know, the moderator. Oh, that's right. I you had a different, a you had a different moderator, moderator for that one. Didn't you? Huh? Didn't you have a different moderator for the last time? Because this is not the first time this has happened. 
Well, I, so I had Bosch on. Right. And that was, we loved it. Ooh, excuse me. We loved it. It was great. And uh, Vosh and Scar- Sargon, they've discussed only, if I understand, remember right, socialism they've discussed, but they haven't discussed like immigration or trans, the transition, like uh, transgenderism. And so we are kind of thinking like looking at the past debate, we want to be as like right down the middle as we can. And sure. so that's going to be one that I feel like, and I don't have any particular, like I, I would say like politically, like I, I'm kind of agnostic on a lot of stuff. I, I care about them. I see how they're important. And it's it's not like a lack of interest. It's just that there's a lot of complexities. Some issues I have positions on and a lot of them I don't. And so I'm kind of, uh, I don't feel particularly like biased toward one view or the other, but I'm just still nervous a little bit about, you know, just hopefully doing it well. And then also this is like a rumor. So this isn't confirmed, but I just got an email from Destiny, uh, Stephen Bunnell, who like basically in March, this is possible. Both debaters have said they'd be willing to. We're going to try to do a fundraiser, another kind of like charity, like Be The Match, uh, Bone Marrow Donor Registry fundraiser, where we would have in-person Destiny and Vosh, oh, wow. which is, if you know their history, it's epic because that's like, Destiny was like an early influence on Vosh, and now Vosh is just like, his popularity is insane. Like, people just love Vosh, and they, they love Destiny as well. Destiny's got a huge following, but like, to see these two guys now actually kind of clash, right. they have an interesting history that makes it such that people are like, man, I can't wait to see that. So I'm... Um, that's exciting. Hopefully, coming up in March. It's like Obi Wan and Anakin Skywalker. It is. Yes, it is. That's a great analog. I like that. Okay, so um, so you have uh, some other stuff that you've got to get to, and you've been ex- exceedingly generous with your time, so it won't keep you too much longer. Um, so I love that you that you made an announcement. Um, that's super confirmed for March for that debate. It's going to be awesome. Just kidding, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, but when you tune in. And when you subscribe to Modern Day Debate, and when you throw him some super chat love when you go to see uh, the uh, the live discussions that he has, he will always give you kind of the heads up. And that's one thing I've noticed about you is that you share information. You share information essentially when you get it, and when you when you can drop something, you drop it, and uh, and the information's out there. So that's really good. So you can be you can be sure that he'll uh, that he'll do that. So how, uh, how are people able to get in touch with you? Let's say they want more than a YouTube experience. How can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah. So I definitely am still learning discord. <laughs> That's like, I might be slow cause on discord I'm clumsy and I'm embarrassingly bad at it, but I'm working on it. I'm working. So then I'm on Twitter though. And, uh, that I'm, I've got figured out pretty well finally yeah and um but otherwise yeah email too like just modern day debate at gmail i'm pretty good at catching up with email sometimes a little behind so twitter might actually be faster and uh but yeah i I do love hearing from people like it's i honestly i'm like it's just great to get emails or you know a tweet or something like that so absolutely and are you up for like debate suggestions yes absolutely and it's we're, uh, I can say that we're like, we're going more in the direction of like real kind of like religion, atheism, those debates together, right? as well as some politics, I mean, like social issues more. Um, so like we're, we're going to have a couple of debates coming up on like, is, is porn bad for people or is it actually 
relative, you know, harmless. It's a three second that, debate. No, it's not. It's going to be like <laughs> a, uh, you could say a social issue, but also kind of like a utility type of argument of like, is it psychologically, you know? Yeah. Um, and then also though, as strange as it is, like science slash conspiracy theory stuff. So like science, okay. like evolution and uh, flat earth stuff. And also though conspiracy, because flat earth, there's like a lot of flat earthers espouse conspiracy theories yep. um, that kind of takes a step into that like ballpark as well. So like we are open to, I mean, like we're willing to give a person a shot if they really think that the Illuminati is the real deal. <laughs> like, sure. Like we're willing to let you make your case. Right. I, I, I've got a great suggestion. This one just popped into my head. I got a great suggestion for a political slash social one. Um, universal healthcare, good or bad? Oh, you're right. Yeah. This has come up a lot lately. Well, I mean, there's only one answer, and that's it absolutely is. Like, this would be an exciting debate. I, that might, we might have to reach out to you, Michael, for that one. Fire away. I'm, all, I'm up for it. That sounds fun. Okay, so uh, we are just at about 53 minutes, and you, you had kind of set a little bit of a hard stop of, of 9 o'clock, so I'm going to let you go a little bit before then so you can, you know, make yourself a sandwich or get a drink or something. And uh, so we'll sign off here, and then uh, I'll press the stop button, and then we'll say a proper goodbye once I've uh, stopped the recording. But uh, I think that's enough trouble for us to get into for this week. Um, pr I promise you, everybody that we will not do another recording without the man that is my rock, the one who keeps me sane and stable and out of jail from profanity, my brother Dean. He will be back for the next one. So uh, look forward for that. We got a ton of news. Kat Kerr is up to her, um, is up to her silliness, and uh, Dave Dobbenmeyer, and of course, um, the Cheeto-in-Chief, uh, who, never, who never disappoints. But uh, we'll be coming at you with that uh, hopefully next week. But until then, I have been Michael. This is where you say I've been James. I have been James. And we shall see you later. Bye-bye. Take care. This has been the CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon. <laughs>